0: What's up everyone and welcome into episode number 96 where I'll talk about the news that occurred earlier today for Michigan State basketball and I'll also talk a little bit about the Detroit Tigers because opening day is tomorrow for the MLB so let's get into it and let's start out with the news that broke today that Pierre Brooks will be entering the transfer portal. For a lot of Michigan State fans, this is not much of a surprise. Um, One, because Pierre Brooks really struggled this year, and two, because he wasn't really in the rotation towards the end of the season. He never played any minutes in the NCAA tournament. His minutes kept dwindling down throughout the season. He started out with about 20 minutes per game early on, and by the end of the season, he was maybe getting Three to five minutes, if he was lucky, and like I said, he never even played in March Madness, so this isn't really much of a surprise if you ask a lot of people. Now, with that being said, it's a pretty sad situation, in my opinion. One because I think we all saw potential in Pierre Brooks and how good he could be when he's hitting his shots. Now, defensively and rebounding, there's things that he really need to work on, and his body itself it needed to be worked on he probably needed to lose a little bit more weight as a whole which he did a really good job in the off season. but he still kind of seemed like he needed to lose a little bit more because he was still a little slow especially on the defensive end but when Pierre Brooks was really clicking on the offensive end and was hitting his shots he was a very efficient and effective offensive player and that's what Pierre Brooks is when he's playing well he's someone that can get you three, four, five threes per game. Now, he's not going to average 10, 15 points for you, but he's going to give you a lot of good opportunities. And if he's hitting it, he will be a key contributor to your team, either in the starting lineup or off the bench. And he just wasn't that this year for Michigan State. It kind of really seemed like he found his shot during Moneyball. Moneyball is kind of an area that I don't want to say gives – people hope or false hope because we've seen players like Tom Tum Nairn that had an awesome shot during money ball that just didn't have any shot and he was awesome during money ball all Pierre Brooks was he was hitting like 40 points he was absolutely balling out and then he gets to Michigan State this year plays quite a bit does hit some shots pretty early on but then as the season went on it just really seemed like he lost his confidence and I was talking to a friend earlier today and he made some very good points that it's really hard to gain that confidence when you're not playing a lot and that's very true but at the same time when he was playing quite a bit he just wasn't hitting his shots and he wasn't playing amazing defense he wasn't rebounding he had opportunities to play better and when it became time especially during March and closer to the NCAA tournament when Michigan State really needed to narrow down the rotation he just wasn't in that rotation and I honestly feel bad for him because I do think he has potential I do think he can be a very good player for another team probably for maybe a little bit of a lower division I wouldn't be shocked if he was going to go to like Oakland or maybe even Western Michigan, maybe Xavier as well. But overall, I think he has a ton of potential. It's sad it doesn't work out. I do wish him nothing but the best because you want to see these kids succeed. No one likes seeing basketball players or any athlete in general and not succeed because they put in so much time, they put in so much effort, And you can really tell that Pierre Brooks wanted to play because he put in so much effort in the offseason to lose the weight that a lot of people are talking about that he has to do. He put in that time. He was making shots. He was making plays. But it just didn't convert into the season. And it's unfortunate, but that's the game of basketball nowadays. You have athletes now that either are not playing or athletes at a lower level that are averaging 15, 20 points a game, they're transferring out for better opportunities. And we've really seen that happen in the Big Ten. We're seeing that happen in Illinois. Quite a few players are transferring out of Illinois. We haven't seen a, that a whole heck of a lot with Michigan State in the past couple of years, maybe a little bit more with Foster Lawyer. And of course, now Pierre Brooks. We've seen a couple other like Rocket Watts as well. But you don't really see a lot of players coming in for Michigan State in the transfer portal and going out unless they're just not playing extremely well. Or for Julius Marble's situation, he wanted to be closer to his family, closer to Texas, which makes complete sense. And he was really good for Texas A&M this year. But like I said, it's a sad situation I wish. Pierre Brooks, the best of luck. I really hope he does succeed. I hope he kind of does the whole Foster Lawyer thing where he absolutely balls out wherever he goes. He gets a chance, and I definitely do think he'll get a chance because when he's making shots, he is really good in an offensive weapon on that side of the court. Defensively, I think he still needs to improve, especially his rebounding, but also I think he'll be better defensively when he's not playing as good of competition like the Big Ten is, because the Big Ten, while there's a lot of criticism a lot of it's a pretty deep conference as a whole. They haven't won a national championship since two thousand since Michigan State, and this year wasn't the best big Ten we've ever seen, but still it was a pretty deep conference that sent eight teams eight or nine teams in the NCAA tournament while Michigan State was the only one to make it to the Sweet 16. There's still a lot of teams in the NCAA tournament that gave teams a run for their money especially some of these eight nine seed schools from the Big Ten. They just ran into great schools and teams in the second round and they lost but like I said best of luck to Pierre Brooks on his next adventure. There's also some news that will probably coming out semi-soon I don't know exactly when but there's Tyson Walker has to make a decision Malik Hall needs to make a decision Joey Hauser like I've said probably gone there's one person that I just saw that he's like I'm going to try to get Tyson that I'm going to try to get Joey Hauser back don't think that's going to go very well I don't think Joey Hauser is going to come back because I think he's gotten everything that he absolutely deserves all the praise I would absolutely love to see him come back but this will be an interesting offseason for Michigan State as a whole because now that Pierre Brooks is gone if everyone comes back they do have one scholarship opportunity available of course if Joey doesn't come back if Tyson Malik come back will Michigan State use that scholarship will they not Kind of depends. I don't see Izzo using that. Now, if Malik Hall leaves, and Joey leaves as well, then I think Michigan State will go into the transfer portal, which Izzo stated several times that he's not a huge fan of, but he has used it in the past and been successful. The last thing I really want to talk about for Michigan State is there's a few Michigan State commits that I played in the All-American game yesterday that I saw Seems like they played decently well from an article from Spartan Shadows that I read. Didn't seem like they stood out statistically, but it seems like the future at Michigan State will be very bright, especially if we get Tyson Walker and Malik Hall back, especially for next year. So that's really kind of the end of the Michigan State coverage, because guess what? Tomorrow is opening day for... Baseball and that means Tiger Tigers baseball is back now for a lot of people probably not super excited because the Tigers are not very good and I don't expect them to be very good this year I do think they'll be better this year than they were last year I think there's a few reasons why number one I think Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson will both be a lot better than they were last year. The Tigers offensively were historically bad. It seemed like every player on the offense had a career-worst season. I don't expect that to happen this year. I would be really shocked if that happened. Like, Jonathan Scope was really, really bad. He's a good baseball player. Like, he's not amazing, but he's like a good baseball player that will score you a lot of runs, that will have a good batting average, and he had like a... 200 batting average last year so I don't expect that to happen I do think Spencer Torkelson will take the next step I think he's doing a, a very good job at really barreling the ball up this spring training now s- spring training could be a lot like kind of like money ball kind of could give a lot of false hope because we've seen players during spring training that has had amazing seasons in spring training that have not performed very well during the season. And we've seen the exact opposite. And a perfect scenario and perfect situation, a perfect person for that is Javi Baez. Javi Baez was absolutely horrible during spring training. But when it comes to the baseball world's classic, he was amazing. He was one of the better players During that whole tournament. Now, which Javi Baez will the Tigers be getting? I'm not exactly sure. Because Javi Baez is literally a question mark every single day. Because he'll have some swings where you're like, wow, he's like an all-star. And then there'll be other swings where you're questioning question, what are you even doing? Like, that was so outside that, like, I even knew that was going to be a ball. And he still swung at it. With that being said, I think Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson, since like before I went on that little rant, I do think they're going to improve because, one, the offense improved when Riley Green came up last year. I think he'll even be better this year. I think Spencer Torkelson will be better. I think Javi Baez will be better. I don't expect this offense to be amazing. I don't even expect this offense to be league average. I am not expecting this offense to be historically bad, though. Like, if this is an offense that can get about 20 to 25, that is a dramatic improvement from last year's offense. Now, do I think they'll be around there? Yeah, probably. With that being said, though, do I think their pitching will be as good this year as it was last year, especially the bullpen? No. I think last year was like the one year where the Tigers actually had a really good bullpen that they really wasted. Because we've seen times in the past where, especially in the late 2000s, early 2010s, we've seen these really great Tigers teams that could never get the bullpen correct. And that's honestly part of the reason why the Tigers probably never won a World Series was because they didn't have a bullpen. They had amazing starters. They had amazing offense. But their bullpen would blow games at the end of the season. Which would hurt the Tigers and they will lose those games. But ironically, when the Tigers have a really bad team, their bullpen is really good. Now, I think their bullpen will struggle this year because they lost quite a bit from last year. They traded Michael Fulmer. Chafin is no longer there. Gregory Soto got traded. I did like that Gregory Soto trade. I do think they got two really great players. One of those is Mayton. I do think he's going to play quite a bit. I think he's going to be a really solid player for the Tigers. And I think he's part of the reason why this offense will be better as a whole. The other reason why I think this team will be better as a whole and part of the reason why I don't think the pitching will be as good as it was last year, but not as bad as I was just talking about, be, is because I don't expect as many injuries as they did last year. Last year, they had so many injuries, it felt like they had probably 10, 15 different stars all year. You also had the Eduardo Rodriguez situation where he disappeared for like two, three months at a time, which I'm not exactly sure what happened, but Turns out he's going to be the opening day starter tomorrow for the Tigers. So he's a solid pitcher. He's not going to be anyone that's going to blow you away. He's not going to be an ace. He's going to average about a high three ERA, and that's a solid starter. He's going to get you wins. He's going to get you opportunities to win games. And for where the Tigers are currently, that's all you can really ask for. The other player I'm really. Looking forward to see dramatic improvement. And Chris Castellani on Twitter was talking about him, how he'll be a little bit more harsh on this player's Matt Manning. Matt Manning is in his third year in the MLB. We've seen and heard of him being so dominant of his fastball, absolutely overpowering pitchers, hundred plus miles per hour, and he just hasn't been able to do that. He hasn't overpowered hitters. We need to see that fastball happen and that's exactly what Chris Castellani was saying and I completely agree we need to see a better Matt Manning Spencer Turnbull will also be the number two this year for the Tigers that will be really exciting it'll be interesting to see what happens with Terry Skubal and Casey Mize hopefully they can definitely stay healthy this year because they really need to be in the starting rotation as well so Do I think the Tigers will be good this year? My short answer is no. My long answer, no, they will not be. But they should be dramatically improved compared to what they were last year. The over-under for the Tigers this year is 69.5 wins. I have honestly no idea whatsoever. So if you're going to take bad advice from me, do not take this. Because if I had to guess, it's going to be over. But it also wouldn't shock me if they lose 100 games this year. Now did they lose that last year? No, but yeah, we'll see. So, yeah, opening day is tomorrow. Definitely going to talk some about the Tigers. I know they're not going to be probably good. I know a lot of people aren't expecting them to be good. I also Didn't talk a whole lot of the Tigers last year, but with this time being, there's not a whole lot else going on with sports. Now there is the Final Four going on this next weekend. I can talk a little bit about that. Um, I do think UConn wins it all at this point. I think UConn is by far the best team in the Final Four. I think Miami... Might give UConn a little bit of issues, especially early on if they're making their shots. UConn should absolutely dominate in the interior, but if Miami can make their outside shots, they have a very good opportunity to upset a UConn team that is just more athletic than every team that they play, that just dominates from the front court to the back court. This Yukon team, and it's just one of those years where it's a Yukon national championship. Like, there's some random years that Yukon just wins the whole thing. Like, 2014 was the last time they did it, and they will just win the whole thing. It kind of feels like that will be this year again, but we'll see. We'll see what Miami does. I do think it'll be close for at least, like, the first half, and then I think Yukon will do what they did against Gonzaga, go on a run. And once you kind of goes on a run and gets up 10, 15 points, at that point, it's kind of over for most teams. The other game is the two teams that a lot of people did not expect to be there, and that is FAU versus SDSU. This will be one of those interesting games because these two teams are kind of different from each other you have scsu that is a very good defensive team that has given plenty of teams issues on that end of the court they're also decent enough on offense where if they can keep the game within like 50 60 points a lot of those games they will win because they have enough offense to get there but if it gets up to 60 plus 70 plus I think FAU will win this game. Now, if they keep it again in that 50-60 range, I think think FAU will be in trouble. And it'll be interesting because if SDSU ends up winning and goes to the national championship against UConn, will that defense be able to hold UConn? Because there's been no one that has been able to hold UConn. Will FAU be able to compete against UConn? Will we get an upset and have a first-time national champion between Miami, FAU, and SDSU? The only team left that has won a national championship is UConn. So if UConn goes down on Saturday, we will have a team win a national championship that's never happened before. Now, it would be pretty funny if it was FAU because they were a nine seed, but at the same time, and I've said this a couple of times to people. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast. This FAU team is much better than their 9 seed. This FAU team, Ken Pom rating, I believe, was a top 15, top 20 team in Ken Pom. This FAU team is very, very good. And a lot of people had them upsetting Indiana. A lot of people had them going quite no not Indiana sorry Purdue and then going quite far and they've proved it now do I think a lot of people thought that they would be in the final four no but they have a great coach they have great players they have experienced players and what do they say experience and guard play wins in March and FAU has that so I'm expecting some decent games this weekend, I do think the FAU-SDSU will probably be the better game of the two of them. But don't watch, don't hesitate to watch out for Miami. Because if Miami's on, you never know what can happen. Maybe we can get an upset this weekend for Miami-UConn. It wouldn't necessarily surprise me because of how many upsets we've seen this year. But at the same time, I'm fully expecting UConn to win a national championship. But Just because... On paper and on the court, they're both better and more like than every team that's left. So yeah, that's kind of the wrap to episode number 96. There'll be an episode coming out later this week, episode 97, then 98. And yeah, we'll be getting to episode 100 towards the end of next week. That'll be released probably next weekend. We'll probably talk... Some of the national championship. We'll probably have more Michigan State news. And we'll just talk about sports because in less than a month, we also have the NFL draft going on. That's some exciting news. Oh, before I want to end, the Lions did sign Marvin Jones Jr. back. So he's coming back to Detroit. Super happy about that. I do think he's going to do a good job replacing Chark, And I do think he'll contribute. So exciting things going on with the Lions. So yeah, thank you again for tuning in to episode number 96. Make sure to leave a rating. Make sure to also follow the page on Instagram and Twitter. Please let people know about this podcast. The more people that listen, the more fun it will be. And the more guests I can have on. And yeah, I just appreciate everyone that it's in their time to listen anyone that wants to join please let me know and look forward to releasing episode number 97 later this week